The NBA Finals are upon us, and what better time to talk about how skills in basketball and other sports translate into the marketing and business world. With us today, we have Jason Wells, and he's going to help talk through some of the skills he's learned and how he helps coach people with those skills across all assets of life and business. All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men podcast. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Madman with Nick Constantino and Trip Job. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Madman. Trip Job here with Nick Constantino. And, you know, we have hit so many topics uh, already here in season two that um, I think, uh, you know, we kind of forget a little bit about um, ourselves. Yeah, right. In our career. And, uh, you know, Nick's got this, you know, career that's on this huge upward trajectory. I've got one that's, uh, you know, I've I've been like uh, Space Mountain. I've been up and down around and uh, all of that. So what you're saying is it's time for me to go down. So (laughs) we all take those flows. No one goes up. up. Yeah. You know, you're like the Hulk. You're still uh, going (laughs) flying out on the upward. But, um, you know, the reality is your your career does have a lot of twists and turns. And uh, I think, you know, early in my career, I didn't always realize, hey, do I need to market myself? Just put my head down and work. And I think over the years, I try to give that advice back to, to people. And it's, it's fun that we're going to be able to talk about that today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting topic. I think as someone personally, uh, I get reached out on LinkedIn by some sort of life or mentor mm-hmm. coach three times a week. <laughs> and um, I've not been impressed by the ones that reach out to me. Right. Their pitch is atrocious. They take no time to learn anything about me. Uh, they have less followers. They have less career directory. They have less influence. And they're telling me that I should be a, I, I should learn these things. Yeah. So um, I'm very very happy to have someone in who actually has the pedigree and the experience to do the coaching and and who he coaches is I think the kind of people that really need it and the kind of people that can show impact and, and share that love and that knowledge. So uh, I'm going to introduce Mr. Jason Wells. I'm going to introduce him as a mindset enhancement coach and find out what the hell that means as we go yeah. into the segment. Um, but you know, one of the things that's important here is you have to have the pedigree, right? And yeah. and and Jason comes from a pretty substantial sports background, faced adversity, traveled a lot, seen a lot of the world, and I think those are underrated things. I think when we talk sales, I always tell people is how do you know a good salesperson? And Trip and I had this conversation yeah. here. Mine is the the more diverse your background and your experiences are means the more people you can talk to and relate to, which builds rapport, which makes you a good salesperson. So with that being said, Jason, welcome. Tell yeah, us about your qualifications yeah. as a mindset enhancement coach. I mean, Nick, you said first off, thank you. Thank you, Trip, uh, for, for allowing me to be here. You said it. You get reached out by these people um, and there are these social labels and I'll be the first one to tell you that when you look through my LinkedIn specifically or my business card if we exchange information one of the first things that you'll see are words that you don't typically see I shy away from social labels when I was on the court doing basketball development I was one of the first guys to say that I'm a skilled developer not a basketball trainer uh, and, and it's yeah. really that intentional for me. I, I just had a conversation literally 24 hours ago with a young man that we were doing basketball on the court when he was in high school. He's now a 24-year-old young man in the music industry. Coach Jay, man, I'm starting to realize it was never about basketball. Yeah. It was about all the other things. It was about – I remember how much you were on me about communication. Uh, yeah, I wanted you to talk on the basketball court because that was going to transfer into now how you communicate yeah. in life, how you communicate in your relationships. Uh, but going back to the mindset enhancement piece, that's my intentional word play on I shy away from life coach. 
I shy away yeah. from I, even I, I feel like, transformation. Yeah. I feel like you're you're realize you're empowering the people to realize it's in them. You're helping giving them mm. the skills to let it come out of them, as opposed to shoving something down their throat. Because we've and all I been listen, coached that way. I listen to words you just said. Empower. I, I got wristbands for you guys. Oh, it's okay. an acronym for me. D E W, which is personal for me, is my dad's initials when he passed away. It was my own little tribute to him. And then as I've started to morph into this business space, it's actually my why statement or purpose statement verbalized, which is to develop and empower winners. Uh, okay. And I'm really specific. Motivation. Motivational speaker. I'm in this paid space of motivational speaking yeah. now. God forbid you pay me to motivate you or your team, and that's not what I do. I didn't perform. Uh, and at the end of the day, motivation, I walk out with my check. You walk out feeling good with your palms in the air. What do I do now? Inspiration. Yeah. Next level for me. Okay, cool. I feel good about what you did. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something different for a short period of time. Could be a day, could be a month, could be a year. But but at some point, I'm probably going to revert back into the habits that are, I'm more comfortable with or that I'm used to doing or that I feel like got me where I got to. For me, I'm about the empowerment play. Yeah. I'm, about, I'm about how do we now have this interaction to where now you are going to do something and the words that I use are more, better, or different. If you're already doing yeah. it, how can I do it more? If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm okay at it, how can I do it a little bit better? Or if it's something I maybe I, I make a total shift in, how can I do it and differently? That, and that's well, the most important. How, sometimes well, I, it's time of realizing when it's not the right thing for you anymore. Absolutely. And I bet you there are too many athletes out there that are being pushed to do something which they will never be able to. And I'm not saying stop your dreams, but I'm saying <laughs> uh, you know, in yeah. sales, a no is better than a maybe. And in, in a career trajectory, knowing when it might be time to pivot is in, 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 to transfer the skills, there's no bad that comes out of athletics. Absolutely. There's well, no there's, bad that comes out of competition. In three words, and I've always you know, people talk about motivate and inspire, which are, are fine, but those end up being typically one way. And then once that person who does the motivating or the inspiration is gone, what happens? Now when what? you talk about empower, it's to make it continue <laughs> on in your own mind. Absolutely. That's, uh, that to me, that's critical. Absolutely. And and that is exactly, I'm going to hire you to, to, to be my, my spokesperson because that yeah. sounded so much better coming from you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. I, I, wanna, I want to empower not even change because it may not be change. And this is another piece into, into the word enhancement. Mm -hmm. Enhancement for me is as I played around, transformation. Um, like, how do you tell the person that is a scared of change, which most people are, yep. or B, how do you tell the person that's living this high performing life that you should change? So it's not about transformation or change for me. And that's why I chose the word enhancement, because for me, no matter where you are, if I'm in a place where I'm challenged in life or I'm in a place where I'm crushing it in life, most people that I know want to get better. That's and they, where the and they may want piece comes. Maybe it is just confidence. Sure. Right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. and I deal a lot right now with, uh, you know, the younger kids, and uh, my kids are now in college and yep. beyond. But, you know, sometimes it's just giving them the confidence because of all the things that are out there. And it's, yeah, they don't end up doing, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whatever it is, they don't do that for their career. But the confidence they get from doing that allows them maybe to uh, go on to something else. I'm going to throw a counterpoint in here, Trevor. I'm going to ask Jason around, uh, about his trajectory, because one of the things I've realized, especially when we talk about AAU and basketball, yeah. I think these kids are given a little too much confidence. Mm. I've seen too well, many kids that come mm. up through these systems that from 14 years on, they know they're playing at UNC. They are gifted to all these things, and they are bad NBA players because yeah. they don't have that extra gear because they've been told they're the greatest thing since 14 years yeah. old. Do, would you, and, and, and would you 
Uh, let's agree with that statement or disagree, but I want to hear about your basketball career in this segment yeah. because setting this up, the experience you've had, I think is really important. Sure. Um, literally, um, I can refer to myself as a little boy, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Spent the first 17 years of my life in Cleveland, Ohio, pretty much not going out of Ohio. This was at the time, this is early, mid-90s. So you're talking about not what we see now with AAU and and travel ball, where now these young people are literally going all over the country. Uh, I went to school in Indiana, Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, If you're familiar with that, I like to say, yeah, he's the second best player to go there after me. (laughs) Talking about that confidence piece, clearly that's a joke. Um, and, and so like, I'm this Midwest kid. I'm this Midwest kid where literally the first 21 years of my life I spend between Ohio and Indiana. And then at 21 years, and I'm young too. So I was, I started school when I was four and I never made that year up. Wow. So I started high school as a 13-year-old. I graduated high school as a 17-year-old. I started my freshman year of college at 17. I didn't turn 21 until December of my senior year of college. Oof. Uh, yeah, that better had a good fake ID. Yeah, I, 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 you better have had a good fake ID. It was, right, it was a lot easier I'll, back I'll then, offline. It was a lot easier. It was a lot easier back then. And then at 21 years old, I'm, I'm posted and 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 I have this opportunity to now literally travel the world. My first job was in Stockholm, Sweden. Thirty thousand dollars. I have absolutely no issues sharing that dollar amount because one, from a, for a little boy from the Midwest, mm-hmm. I thought I was then Jeff Bezos. You, you might have you might have stood out a little bit in Stockholm yeah, as well. Yeah, I could imagine and, in Sweden that and year. And not so much. <laughs> and not so much. Really? Like, yeah, because, again, even back then. I mean, now I know it's a more diverse then, place for yeah. sure. Wow, but that's even great. then, the diversity because you have like big Stockholm city. is Stockholm. like New York yeah. City. Yeah, if you get outside of Stockholm, now you start to talk <laughs> but but for me i was right in stockholm uh, my apartment was right next to what they call the globe which is like this this multi-event sure. space um and and it was the absolute best first place for me to be introduced to what would eventually be the next 13 years of my life ages 21 to 34 i spent eight to nine months 10 months, depending on where we went in the playoffs, in somebody else's country, somebody else's culture, somebody else's language, somebody else's food. Now, is that is that common? Is that deliberate that you moved so much? Is it is it because the nature of the business? Were, were the teams losing? Like, I'm just curious. It was, tra- trajectory of what that individual's purpose is. So for me... So you chose some of those. Mine okay. very quickly became, man, I get to play this game that I've been playing my whole life. You're giving me money to do it. And I get to see the world. Well, let me see how much of this blue rock that I can see. And so and and then you have guys that will go to a country or go to a team and play their entire career there. So it it, really you had to dictate. Yeah, you had to dictate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And for me, it was it was a play of I'm a a hard worker. I'm a blue collar guy. When I say Midwest, I'm Midwest. All I know is hard work. And so I was constantly playing myself into what I consider to be the next best contract. You And you were, we're going to come back to it in the next segment, sure. but it sounds like you were building different skills through each visit where some people just want to keep working on one. Absolutely. Their own skill set, they're comfortable, and that's the only place they Absolutely. want to be. Was that deliberate, too? Did you know you were doing Absolutely that, or did not. you just go through? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All right, that, but that's the Absolutely. best way. That's the yeah, best yeah, way. Yeah. You wake up one day, you're like, oh, my goodness, this yeah. might be a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's great. you know, one of the phrases that I use is versatility adds value. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm Again, I'm a stickler to words. I'm a stickler to phrases. I love acronyms. I love alliterations. I love little short, you know, embrace your story. I love little short 
three word things to where people can hear them, apply them, and 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 really start to move those to empower them into doing them in their life. Versatility adds value. Goes back off court and on court. Uh, my dad used to tell me, "Hey, if you can be in a position where coach can slide you over, as opposed to coach can take you out, sure, you've now that's added modern, value. That's modern basketball yeah. now, you've right? Now Switch add, culture. You and I was ball, yeah. what and, we're playing now." Is was me that. in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah, that's and, awesome. you know, and coming through the marketing rounds as a generalist, you know, same sure. type yeah. of thing sure. versus you know, right. now master, we of have and master of none, can I, can I, let, let's do it after well, the break. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's come back. We got a lot of places to cover, so it's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Sure. You are uh, we're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3, and we will be right back. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. And uh, we are joined with, by Jason Wells. And, you know, we were talking about um, right before the break, you know, skills and, uh, you know, you, you learn things at times and that versatility. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's an area we maybe we want to explore a little bit more. I mean, Nick, you had a few thoughts on that. <laughs> well, well, look, I just say out loud that I think there is value in being a master of none, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you can be really good at one thing. And there is a career for a guy in the NBA that just shoots threes, right? But those careers are dwindling. Yeah. Right now, you look at someone like Joe Harris on the Nets, who we thought had all this trajectory. Eh, eh. <laughs> That, 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 that thing is yeah. kind of phasing its way out. Even if you look, Steph Curry is Steph Curry because of his threes, but that, that guy drives like someone of his height should not be able to because yeah. of the threat of the three. So I think the master of none generation is starting to come where it's better to be diverse in your approach and your skill set. And I think based on where Jason's leading, he shares that thought. So, Jason, talk a little bit about what you think yeah, about I mean, that. As I mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, versatility adds value. And that quote specifically, jack of all trades, master of none. And typically we stop there. But if you look up that quote, it actually says, jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yeah. So well, and it's I think, exactly and, what you're just saying. And I saying. think there's some, with a, someone who embraces that has this passion and this heart. Okay, they can be that versatile player. And when you start talking about it, I was trying to think in the NBA who is there and, and kind of a Patrick Beverly yeah. came up to me because honestly, he's not that good, but the guy is just a bulldog. Sure. Sure, yeah. right? Yeah, you know? he's and, been he's been traded a lot though. He's been on too yeah, many teams. But, but how, how, how long, many teams how long to have is real a six, six two? 
guard been around in the league? I'm going to throw out Marcus Smart just personally. That's an uh, one. Because, yeah. uh, because he's been on the same team for quite some time. Same, but same, but yes, same yes, intensity. You can, There's a, you can be yeah. value of doing multiple things. And, for and sure. it's, it's what those guys do. Because I would put Marcus and Pat in the same. So it's, it's funny. I actually played against Pat overseas before he, he got into the NBA in wow. the Ukraine. Um, but even those guys, defensive specialists, bulldogs, you know, good picker, good, good, good like pick and roll guys, screen and, setters, and all of those things are the versatility. We treat the versatility as if it's always yeah. shooting, rebounding, ball handling. Like no, I'm a I'm a Swiss Army knife. But in this realm, to where in this realm I do a, ver- a, a variety of different things, and, and that's where it shows up. It's, it's the same as in business. Like It's not just the big things. It, it's also those smaller things that play out, and now that's where my versatility comes from. Yeah, that, well, and, and that's great. That, and I think I completely agree with it, and I think the NBA reference is one a lot of people would understand. But, you know, like you said, if you look now, titles are almost non-existent. Right, job yeah. roles are almost non-existent. If you do not know how to do X, Y, Z in a business, your value ends at a certain point. Absolutely. That versatility to be able to slide in, because then when you when you when when it hits the fan, and I think <laughs> in life we should always prepare for when it hits the fan, yeah. because yeah. it's the people who would respond in those times that are the ones that usually succeed. Those when in those times when the, when that coming down to that playoff shot, you might have not made the shot, but you made the right pass. Sure, that is as looked at these days as the guy who made the shot. Because right. that pass has to get to a guy who's the most open in the best position. And that's why the guy, the ball handler, never starts with the ball anymore. Mm. It used to be mm. Kobe wants the ball and he's going to go shoot. Now the plays are built to right. get the ball in someone's hands by deception or rolls off of it. So, yeah. Well, and I think I want to go back to something very early on um, that you talked about with skills. All right. And I think about it from, you know, as I've been a business coach, marketing leader, sales leader, um, I just did it with a new hire. We we're talking about um, kind of the 90 day plan. And there was one point we actually talk, call it competencies. Mm-hmm. It's not about the results. And Nick, you're right about some of these kids have so much confidence. All right. Um, but I think they get confidence in the the overview or maybe the results yes. of their team winning. Yes. Where it sounds like, Jason, you're about. I'm going to teach him this skill, whether maybe it's a ball handling skill. For me, it might be in the marketing side. I'm going to teach him to understand product and really understand product development. And then next year, we're going to focus on, I'm going to teach you, you know, how do you uh, build out a Kawhi portfolio? Leonard. You're talking the Kawhi Leonard plan <laughs> yeah. here. One yeah. skill per year, the right. Popovich yeah. Kawhi exactly. Leonard yeah. plan here. But, but whatever I, I, it is. I agree completely. Yeah. But is that what you were talking about when you talk about you build skills and then maybe that builds confidence so that the versatility can come later on? Confidence. Um, you know, first off, let's, let's define that. And not right yeah. now between the three of us, but if I'm working with a player or if I'm working with uh, a CEO or, or a, an executive leader from the senior leadership team, let's define that first. Okay. So, again, I'm, I'm all about this, this understanding of Let's first know what it is, then let's understand what it is and what it is. Let's let's have a common language that you and I or or, or the yep. team now I call it clear speak, um, and now yep. and be ready to adapt. And everyone and speaks and differently, and but you absolutely. have to have a unified language across authenticity. All sports, what is sure. authenticity? Cool. We all yeah, understand sure. what that means, but. Now, what does that mean in the common language? If Nick is showing up in his for most sure. authentic self, is that what's best for the you, team? You can't right walk now? into a high school basketball team playing country music, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to have the right. And I, and I just say, well, let's be let's yeah. call a spade a spade. I mean, yeah. you need to go in with the right. It has to match the culture. Uh, um, now that being said, you know there's a room for some ACDC. There always is. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying, you don't start with that. You you mesh that in as you go. But that culture, that common speak, I think is very important. Sweet, true. Just, and, and to finish on on that. Um, 
confidence now, confidence doesn't come, if I were to ask someone, where do you get your confidence from? Yeah. Most people at a high level will say something along the lines of, I get them from reps. And, and yeah. I say, yes, go deeper. Because I don't get confidence from simply the reps. I get confidence from successful reps. Yeah, deliberate right. reps. So now if I'm just doing it, because if I'm practicing something and I'm, I'm not doing it well, well, my confidence is actually going to go down. So now it's those successful reps. Refine That's that what skill. leads to the confidence. My confidence now allows me to be able to repeat that. Now it becomes habit. And then highest level for me is be, even beyond habit. Now it becomes instinct. I don't even think about what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. I have a 15-year-old son, and he's in the space now. And I, what I share with him is I'm never worried about the guy that's guarding me. I know I'm going to get past him. My instinct is now, where is this help? Right. Is it early help where I got to drive and kick? Is it late help where I'm now driving all the way to the basket? But my instinct says, he's not going to stop me. Right. But but you have to get to a point to where that's habit, and that's built from the confidence, which is built from the successful reps. Well, and that's in anything, bro. It's, it's no, sports, absolutely. it's business, it's life. Yeah, but I, and I, <laughs> but I think what you're doing is you're, again, building that those skills – that someone can use that to work off of. Absolutely. It's not just telling them they're great yeah. or not pointing to the scoreboard at the end, you know, because guess what? We all know the score can happen for a lot of reasons. Either way. In business. Check out yeah. this final Guess four. what? You can you can <laughs> yeah, walk sure. in, you can walk into the most amazing situation and ride the wave. Yeah. And again, right? context yeah. is so important here, right? The problem with these kids is not they are the best kid on the team yeah. right now. Yeah. But when you go play in college, you're one of twelve yeah. kids. And when you go that play the, the pros, if you even make it, right. if you even make it, well. you know, college football is another great example you may be the fastest linebacker in college football that don't mean you can be that fast in the sure, nfl sure. so that's what's really important well, too and i think the reps matter but it's also that knowing that 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 that, that is fleeting that moment yeah. well, in I, everything and we'll get into you know i coached a lot of baseball travel as well as rec and all that and you know so many of these parents were like you know we want them to pitch we want them to do this i'm like look we're gonna do all this but just hold on we don't know anything in the world of baseball until they're about 16. Absolutely. I said, because guess what? Um, until we know they can throw a breaking pitch or yeah. hit a breaking pitch, it's meaningless. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. we, we needed to develop puberty, this puberty skill. awkward for everybody. <laughs> but, you know, the best hitters in the world may only be able to hit a straight fastball. Guess sure. what? They're not going to make it in college. Absolutely. And I said, yeah. we'll do all the things we want. But please, and baseball, I think, is in some ways a little unique in that, is that the breaking pitch basically defines go no go make or break you right yeah yeah those are and those like you said are skills yeah and and i think in in the end one of the problems with basketball is is that you you do you determine so much from the athleticism of a player at a certain age that so many go on to fail i had a i had a buddy in in dc that was very he did something very similar to you he coached at paul the sixth in dc Mm. worked for nike Mm. raised kids raised two guys two of his best players were josh selby and kendall marshall right and he thought these two players were going to be the next comings and i asked him what happened he said kendall was too slow ultimately Kendall averaged 11 assists a game for the Lakers at one season for the Lakers 11 assists a game was too slow for the NBA and Josh Selby was too fast he wasn't deliberate enough in the way he intended to play basketball these were two five-star athletes coming out and and he realized that but he realized that it's made much harder now to guarantee that these kids that even five-star recruits are going to be NBA players for those reasons because they're it's just a different game yeah absolutely (laughs) so let's go back to um you know something we talked about the parents because I know you get involved Uh-oh. in that a little bit with uh, both the kids themselves and the parents. I don't know what your uh, your view of where we are today and how you're um, trying to uh, 
you know, maybe um, empower both the, the kids and the parents to take on things differently? Sure. The business as it's set up is the, the entity is called the Winning Mindset Institute. And there's two legs to that. The, the leg that we're in right now and we've been talking about, I refer to as Athletes on Purpose. Athletes on Purpose is now focused on the athletes, the parents, the coaches, and the words slash verbs that we use for the athletes. It's an elevate piece. It's an elevate piece of how do we allow them and arm them with opportunities to be able to elevate their game and also identify who they are minus the game. I don't care how far you play, how high you go, you know, I'm not a huge stats guy, but one of the stats that I throw out is 100% of athletic careers will end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now, who are you now? It doesn't matter whether you whether it's high school varsity, whether it's college, whether somebody gives you money, whether you play for five years or whether you play for 15 years, it will end. We all knew somebody like Kobe was going to be okay right. when his game was over. LeBron's going to be okay. Like, I got questions about Mr. Brady. I love him. But why did he play till 45? And my question that I ask myself is, is he Cap Rooney <laughs> from any given Sunday? Is he playing till yeah. 45 because he's telling himself, this is all I really yeah. know how to do. And, and, and I think he'll be phenomenal behind the microphone. And clearly, I can't remember what, uh, what network he signed with, but they think so too with the right, money yeah. that he signed for. Um, but it's that part. From the coach standpoint, how do we now – um, enhance what they're doing. How are you getting better, coach? You keep talking about these kids, these kids, these yeah. kids, these kids. What have you done? Why are you upset that this young man or this young lady doesn't know how to use a rotary phone yeah. when you don't even use a rotary yeah, phone and, and anymore? I think, I think you can't get a better example than, <laughs> yeah. than Belichick right now. Absolutely. I, mean, I saw for the first time ever, they're like, he might be out if yeah. he doesn't win this season. Yeah. And you show, you mentioned Brady, you can't mention the two without each other. So I think, do, do the well, institutions empower that. And the reason I ask is, you know, does the University of Georgia prepare these kids for life after or are they just so worried about them being football players? I, I think it depends on the situation. I think the good it, ones, it, it think? depends so on the examples. institution. And I mean, uh, and, and are and, you filling a gap for that to some extent? For so that, sure. That's the, the niche you feel to fill and that gap. And that gap is also filled by the willingness of the leadership in that particular institution, organization, team, culture, yep. whatever. Like, so um, one of my biggest issues is coach that says oh yeah we want personal development we want cultural development character development for them what about you well what about you yeah and you know I, and, i'm and often inviting of, the coaches in like no you got to be in here too coach this you know, is team. And, and one i will give you know look he's got his warts he's also <laughs> a pr machine but i give uh, nick saban a lot of credit because nick has really he's changed how he's no looked at about it. it and there's a lot of coaches <clears throat> that are still doing it the way they did it 15 no years ago and they might oh change their offensive scheme mm. but they haven't changed the culture yeah. nick has changed yeah. a lot uh again here we go back to my, my one of my guys he calls them jasonisms yeah. so here's a jasonism change with the times yet cling to unchanging principles Bingo. The, the principles don't change. No. Principles of values, respect, hard work, discipline, it, love. Yeah, I yeah. said it. I yeah. said it. Like those things don't yeah. change. The delivery mechanisms. The delivery. And so it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Coach Saban, whether you're talking about Coach K, whether you're talking about Bobby Huggins, Jim Beheim, Tom Izzo, yep. like all of these people that have been doing it for such a long time. It's not about 
how they did it. There's no way that you can tell me that Coach K coached Jay Billis and Tommy Amaker the same way as he coached Jason yep. Tatum and Zion Williamson. Yep. Yep. But his principles stayed the same. Yeah. You, got a, you got a West Point guy very much rooted into the discipline and the values of these simple things. And, and rather over the course of four years, I'm going to get this done over the course of eight months. Um, so, so that's a big piece. And then, lastly, and I feel like we have went all the way, gone yeah. all the way around without answering your question about the parents. parents but they're coaches, so it's, 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 it's all right. These are the first coaches, yeah. so they're getting yeah. these perfect Many time. times. So elevate the athlete, enhance the the coach or the leader, and then equip the parent. Equip the parent. And and for us, what that means is I have this three pronged approach of parents are misinformed, ill informed, and uninformed. They're uninformed. They just don't know. They literally don't know. Um, They're uninformed because that's, I mean, I'm sorry. They're ill-informed because you got a bunch of guys that are living in my space that are telling them all the stuff that they want to hear. They might not be malicious, but they're they're not, they're being, they're being, and it's not, they're leaving information And and Nick, bro, like we can literally go off and I'm, and I won't, but some of it is very malicious and it can go as far as, I am a coach, a male coach, who's now going to manipulate the situation of a single mom. No. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's dirty. Yeah. It is dirty. And, and you're talking about you're talking about <laughs> single mothers now that probably are raising these kids by themselves. Absolutely. That are, that are using government assistance that seem, and, think and they have a way out. And all of a sudden, I've told you that and I'm your, sure NIL, your son can go to Florida State. And I have State. to imagine NIL screwed that up even Come more on. because now these hey, kids can get checks at These kids can get checks at I'm not going to go into it, but I've watched. I've been here for 25 years, and look, it happens in the high school level sure. here in town. And, sure. And, and, sure. Yeah, but I think so. you're right, though. I think ill-informed is is more malicious. I think uninformed is just they don't know. Yep. Ill-informed is they're being fed the wrong information because it is easy to make someone believe in a fallacy if it's self-rewarding and Absolutely. it'll help them, especially get out of a bad spot. Yep. Um, yeah. So and, and then the misinformed is maybe maybe they did take a little bit of time to go do some research on their own, and now they're taking everything at face value without understanding. Case in point, NIL. So, yes, is this something that could have, would have, should have been done 25, 30 years ago? Yes, let, we can debate that off, off topic, but the fact is we're here. We're in this point where young people are now receiving money based on their yeah. name, image, and likeness, and, and it's dirty so business. It's not only a dirty biz, it is a unestablished, it, unregulated, yeah. and in the first three money years of anything, exchange, yeah. and, right. we're, and we're providing money to people who now still have no financial literacy, no understanding of. So now, here, take this $100,000, mom or dad, but they have no idea how to. Set money aside. How like, well, it's like winning the lotto. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's a good segue for you know uh, we are the marketing madmen, and you know one of the things we talked about is this is part of how you market yourself and how you um, early on empower people. Let's let's turn to you've kind of got a three anchor system. So yeah. we've ta- we've talked about the symptoms. Yeah. Now let's talk about how you help people with the cure and market themselves. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, go well. Health, wealth, and relationships. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think is the most important? Let's start with that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying which kid is your favorite. That's like saying which kid is your favorite. I didn't yeah, think I was going to yeah, get a response. Yeah, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. Pause, right? All right, let's start with health. Let's start with the first one. Let's start with health. Let's start with health. Let's start with health. We'll go in order. So, so health for me is, and 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 keep in mind, the majority of this is now post career. And it doesn't matter, again, whether it's high school varsity, sure. somebody gives you a scholarship or somebody pays you money to play. Post-career, 
health, understanding um, mental health, physical health. I'm glad you said mental first. Because uh, that is one thing that is left out of society as a whole. I mean, we talk space. about you take a sick day and you're taking a sick day because your body hurts or you're sick. You're not taking a sick day because maybe you just need a freaking break. Sure. So yeah. mental sure. health is incredibly important. Sure. And, and, and I think that's being led by people that are in very high performing roles. Um, the Naomi Osaka's of the world, yep. uh, the Simone Biles of always the world, always under micro, always under microscope. Mike, yeah, uh, this is this, and I, yes, I'm going to upset some people. Cool. I'm not doing this out of disrespect for you. I'm doing it at the ultimate respect for myself. Yeah. Have your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, but. This is what's going to be uh, and best for me. And Osaka is a great example. She, yeah. she, what she did at that age, the amount of courage it took to do what she did, and those Absolutely. things, and the amount of people that got behind her, Absolutely. had to be a good Absolutely. sign for people. And there are going to be those old school people that are like, "Shut up! You're making a million dollars to play sure. sports." Sure. But at the same time, you are empowering youth and 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 women in sports to do things. This and do doesn't things on feel your own good. Way. For sure, this right. doesn't for feel sure. good. So yes, the mental, the the, the physical, the emotional. Um, you know, however you want to go, like that's all a part of your health. Like we, we, we all know the guy, my nephew told me this not too long ago. There was a guy that I went to high school with who was like three sport, everything, two guard on the basketball court, mm-hmm. quarterback on the football field, pitcher in the, on the baseball diamond. And now at 45, 46 years old, my nephew walked up to me. He's like, Unk, man, I'm so glad you take care of yourself. Cause there's no way I would have thought you and him were the same age. Yeah. He just physically didn't. You know, yeah. you you. I, I'm yeah. done. I've done all the workouts that yeah. I want to do, and now I'm just gonna let myself okay. go. That's yeah. the physical part. You know, the mental part. Like, how do I now identify who I am when I'm not throwing, hitting, kicking, yeah. catching this ball anymore? How, yeah. How do you feel good about yourself? And and even yeah. you know one of the things. So I mean, I'm fortunate because I would say earlier in my career, I wouldn't have had employers who allow me to do this yeah. with Nick one day a week. I enjoy it. I learn a lot. Hopefully, we're giving back. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, look, it's not bad for business, but it's not about business sure. for me. But my employer allows me to do this, you know, for an hour every week. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Know, Talk about mental health. I think the diversity, diversity, again, is important. It can't just be sports. What is it that you love? What are the hobbies? What are the things that make you get out of bed and motivate you to do it? Yeah. I'm always told that the best way to be good at something is make it feel like it's fun and yeah. make it be fun. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, for me, if it's stupid things, like when I mow the lawn, I got spe- my headphones on and I am blasting music that I can't listen to with the kids around and yeah. I am run through that lawn halfway doing the running man through my lawnmower <laughs> to just feel like I'm doing something different. I got a so, whole picture right now. Yeah. It's awesome. I was a Queens kid, man. It's a good running yeah. man. So, but but I think that's important. So, you know, again, because we're going to go through this yeah. quick, yeah. talk about wealth because I, yeah. I don't I have a feeling when you say it, you're what you mean is different than when someone just hears the word wealth. Yeah, I, I'm that kid. I'm that kid that. And I mentioned my first job in Sweden was was 30,000. You know, I had these incremental increases over the course of the early part of my career. And I was six years into my career before I signed my first six-figure contract. Wow. Um, But for me, the wealth piece is understanding the way we phrase it is understanding the fundamentals of finance. Yeah. Like, I was that kid that had, oh, you know, I hope you're doing right with your money. Are you doing right with your money? Well, what does that mean to a kid who doesn't understand money? Yeah, and, and, and no offense, <laughs> all kids don't understand money. This right. are our institutions, yeah. and, I, and I'm not, I don't want to oh. go on my usual rants, but our institutions don't reward they entrepreneurship don't. Don't. or financial literacy. Our no. institutions want cheap to be the cogs in the mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then no one teaches you credit scores. No one teaches you mortgage. No one teaches you balance a checkbook, and it's it, a shame they don't. So it, it's not specific to the kids you're dealing not, with. No. Most children if are not lucky, unless your parents yeah. do it. If you're lucky there's a junior achievement in your school, well, guess what? That's a volunteer and who Absolutely. knows what you're getting. And, and cool kids don't do that. So Absolutely. that makes it harder. <laughs> so so yes, it, it's that part. It's it's 
how are we now arming these young people and remember parents coaches athletes so it's all three of them especially in this nil space how are we arming these parents with the fundamentals of finance and and again for me it was i hope you're doing right with your money and this is quick super quick story like i remember doing what i air quote thought was best for my money because i didn't have the $800,000 $800,000 house on a $200,000 salary. I didn't have, you know, $250,000 in jewelry or the fancy car. I didn't have all of that. And so right. I thought I, I was putting money away. I remember I when I got my first amount of money where I felt like I can put it away. I took $25,000 and I put it into a mutual fund. Because at that time, this is early, mid-2000s, yeah. at that time, that my, my income is made overseas. I can't do Roth IRA. I can't do that's certain right. things. And yeah. so I put twenty five grand into a mutual fund, and all of a sudden, the mutual fund, when, when Ish hit the fan, like you just yeah. mentioned, the mutual fund became the bank account. Uh, yeah. And now it's a bunch of money going out and nothing coming in. And no one told me, hey, while you're making fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars a month, take twenty five hundred and keep throwing it into the mutual fund. Right. No one no, told me that. That's a great point. So we're we're <laughs> gonna keep diving on that when we come back from the break. Sure. Uh we have Jason Wells here on the Marketing Mad Men, and you're listening on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money. Are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here with Jason Wells. And we were talking about Jason's, um, you know, three anchor system. And we talked about health. We talked about wealth. Um, and now we're going to talk about the third one, relationships. And uh, I think some people probably would say wealth is maybe their most important relationship. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious your take on that and then what you really are looking for i know <laughs> what you're looking for uh and what you mean by relationships sure uh relationships for me are are literally the root um I, we lay them out as health wealth and relationships just because that flow feels good but really relationships is first um whether we're talking about being a great leader great leaders to me are rooted in relationships even the guys and and the, and the ladies that are really good at it right now, they're rooted in the relationships. It, it this is not thirty years ago where go do what I say do and do it because I said do it because I'm the leader. Um, and also from a relationship piece, I'm I'm really big on on what's the relationship with ourselves? Cliche, all the most important relationship is the one about w- with yourself. Oh. Cool. Well, what does that look like? Uh, and and. If that's not in a great place, I can probably now say that the external relationships in your life probably aren't in a great place either. 
and so from an athletic standpoint or from an athlete's on purpose standpoint, uh, the relationships are now a friends and family B networking and business relationships and C romantic relationships. And again, remember we're talking post career, right? So friends and family. Now I'm not shooting, throwing, kicking, hitting yeah. this ball anymore. And how do my friends and family show up in my that, life? That yeah. yeah. Um, have I created a space where now I can call trip or I can call Nick from a, a business standpoint and say, Hey, this is Jason Wells. You know, I'm doing this now and be able to, to have that from a networking standpoint. And then romantic relationship, all of a sudden, once again, I'm not hitting, kicking, throwing, shooting yeah. this ball anymore. And my girlfriend don't really like me like yeah. that anymore. <laughs> so navigating through what those different right. opportunities and, and avenues of relationship looks like. But again, starting with self, what, what, do, what do I do? And so the anchors of health, wealth, and relationship, me being a basketball guy, uh, you know, Trip, I'm listening to you say you're a baseball guy. For me, we call it the triple threat. Yeah. There are people who are, there's a lot of people who are really good at one out of the three. There are some people who are really good at two out of the three. There are very few people who are knocking out the triple threat right. of all three out of the three. Uh, you know, if it's horse racing, call it the triple crown. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or or even in baseball. Right. You yeah. know, like like but but in the in this world, it's now how am I now and, moving through all and, of those? And you things. said it's after sports, but what you do during your career has so much impact Without on that. Doubt. Like you know, a story that they always talk about mm -hmm. is like Kevin Durant going to Oklahoma City was the best thing that ever happened. You get in yeah. trouble in DC, yeah. right? Yeah. There's not much to do in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So he even <laughs> says it going to Oklahoma City was was what put his career on a certain trajectory. So I think one relationship with yourself is ungodly important because if you don't have yeah. the self-awareness to know where you stand, then how do you know if people are taking advantage of you? How do you know if you got, you're got you surrounded by the wrong women at the wrong times? You have to have a relationship with yourself is incredibly important. Yeah. So talk about some of those relationships. So as your career has developed and where you are now, who you know is important. So we mentioned some camps you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, Nike, LeBron, Chris Paul. You're talking big names. Talk about what you've done in your career to build some of those relationships and how that has helped you. Yeah, so... Uh, through Nike is where a lot of those things happen. All of those guys are, are quote-unquote Nike guys. And it was the opportunity for me now to be able to take what I did on the court, relationships now, right. hey, I'm not doing this anymore, and now I'm into this space, and going back even to that job in Sweden. So how I got involved with Nike was one of my guys that I actually played against in Sweden. We were like Lakers Clippers. Uh, on the court, we battled and, and, and tried to beat each other's heads in. And off the court, we became the best of friends. He had a short career because of injuries, started working for Nike. I played for the next 12 years. When I got done, he was deeply rooted into Nike grassroots basketball sure. and said, hey, here's what we're doing. Come on over here. You'll be perfect at that. I now get the yeah. opportunity to work with the LeBrons, the Kevin Durants, the Chris Pauls, the DeMar DeRozans, yeah. and, 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 and a Nike plethora of And Nike has other. a very good brand, but that gorilla, that, that <laughs> grassroots marketing, probably you don't see it in action, but that right. mechanism is probably bigger than the public-facing marketing arm sure. of it, right? Sure. It is so infiltrated sure. across this country, and that's why they were able to beat Adidas, Under Armour, and one when they came. Yep. And I think the other guys are trying to start to do that, but let's set that up. That grassroots was a very important part of Nike's Absolutely, yeah. and, and that is that – is it's funny because I was there for five or six years and then I was separated for three or four years and now I'm back on a on another level. So even here in the show notes, like I, there was a phase, of, uh, a, a period where I was the only person that was working with sports marketing and brand. So sports marketing, a.k.a. 
the guys that know the game, yep. the guys that have the relationships with these young athletes, yep. with their parents, with their families, with their handlers, and then the brand side are the suits that don't care about the relationship. They care about yeah, they care about the business. At that, but seeing both sides had to help. A, there's a huge disparity yeah, between those between two. Yep. And I was the bridge, and now I'm on this the, the more brand side. Um, and it goes back to, again, what are those relationships of, uh, and how do I conduct myself to be able to step into this yeah. space? Uh, because without that, it, yeah. it, it doesn't happen. And you talk about right? fundamentals and principles. On the brand side, those things don't change. Oh, it's yeah. about making yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those things, yeah. those things yeah. don't change. Well, and, and, and look, I, I, I love, I think that you know, this space, I think that the, the things you learn from basketball and from coaching all manifest themselves. I think seeing the brand side and the sales, all these different things, have blossomed into the career that you have right now. And Thank I you. think what I'd like to, I'm glad we covered yeah. the diversity of all this stuff because you don't achieve where you are without seeing the diversity of these experiences. So tell everybody yes. how to find you, where to find you, the businesses, give everybody all things in case they need help. And then let's end with a little advice that you would give parents and when it is time to call somebody like you. Sure. Um, so from a, uh, how to connect with me, if you spell my name correctly, you will find me. And with a in, inside joke right here between Nick and yeah. I. No, but really. I did it right most it's, places. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's literally become the tagline to my business. Uh, I was having a conversation before we came in here and press record. Uh, for me, it is, it is that purpose piece. So now my tagline, my signature on my email, spell it correctly because it's all about the why. It's the purpose piece. It. So spell my name correctly. You'll find me, J-A-Y-S-O-N-W-E-L-L-S. Uh, website is jasonwells.com. Social handles are something uh, sure. along yeah. those lines. Uh, and from a business standpoint, again, Winning Mindset Institute is the umbrella. We've spoken a lot about the athletes on, pur- on purpose portion of it, but the non-athletic portion of it is just as important. Yep. I, like, I, I have clients and organizations that I work with that are in the healthcare industry, the real estate industry, yep. uh, you know, all kinds of, and, it, and it's all the same thing. So uh, it's really important for me for people to understand that it's not just these athletes, for sure. people that are listening that may not be or have children that are in the athletic sure. space. So this is fantastic. So we got about 60 seconds. Sure. So advice to parents. Yeah. Parents of an athlete. One, five words, uh, 15 year old, 12 year old. I love watching you play. Yep. Period. Very first time I yep. saw my son play a high school varsity game earlier this season. I drove. They live in Indiana. I drove up to Indiana at the end of a close game. They're winning, but he hits the. He, he has the free throws that can ice the game. He misses like five of the six free throws. Walk up to him after the game. This is my first time. I'm about to get emotional. Yeah. Even talking. Like first time watching him play. I couldn't wait to wrap my arms around sure, him and tell him I love watching you play. Forget those free throws. We'll yeah. make those free throws. Yeah. But right now, what's most important for me is you. Like two, seven, last that, and we can end here. Seventy percent of athletes that start playing sports at age six quit by age thirteen, and the number one reason: the ride home. I got a kid that at one of the schools that I work with that told me, Coach, I, w- I went up to the fifth floor of a parking structure and I thought about it. And why yeah. he thought about it was because of the pressure the that pressure he feels from his, pants, no, from his parents. I, 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 this is a college I've seen kid. that. I remember, yeah. This is a college kid. Yeah. Well, Jason, thanks so much. This has yeah, been absolutely. fantastic. Um, and definitely reach out to him at Jason with Y, Wells.com. <laughs> You've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3.
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.